this week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we wrap up Colossians with the new life at home and in the workplace, a door for the word, greetings part one and greetings part two. Then we launch into Paul's epistle to Titus on Friday with the hope of eternal life. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord.
O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a your confession. I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
Let us pray. Father in heaven, at the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River, you proclaimed him your beloved son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. Make all who are baptized in his name faithful in their calling as your children and inheritors with him of everlasting life. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the baptism of our Lord is from Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. This is the word of the Lord. chapter. John appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. He preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, Immediately he saw the heavens opening and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from the heavens, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise 
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Blustery winter days like today, with the wind whipping around the corner, it's almost enough to make a person despise the world. This body and life isn't all fun and games, especially if you haven't seen the sun in a while, and it's cold outside, and people are frustrating. Seasonal affective despair settles in almost as thick as the fog outside, and you know there's a pile of sleet waiting for you to step in it on your way to coffee today. Would be nice to have a break. No stubbed toes or wet socks. No medical conditions. No worry about the life and health of yourself or your family. No interruptions. You could get straight to whatever it is that you're wanting to do. That's an attractive proposition, removing pain from life. It has been tried before, though. We've been trying for a while, haven't we? You know, the ancient Gnostic mystery cults and the modern-day technical experts, both of them alike are wanting to run away from the material world, like that's the problem. Abandoning the body, upload your brain into the cloud, you think that'll solve the problem? Well, they think so. Now, it might sound silly, but you do a bit of the same thing too, don't you? How easy is it to neglect your vocations, to do the homework later, to bow your head to the flickering image that you carry in your pocket, seeking escape, a fantasy, to some virtual unreality? What misery, what hopelessness. Meanwhile, the most capable men of our age are filled with resentment at the constraints of nature. And rather than acting as stewards of God's created orders, they're waging an all-out war, trying to master and subvert and suppress and reshape the created orders in the twisted image and likeness of our poor, miserable fantasies. It won't work. It never works. Such ill-conceived arrogance only compounds our wretched condition and morphs the dubious glory of our civilization to some sort of Hieronymus Bosch painting. You can't hide from reality. You can't run away from the wind. It blows where it wills. God's created order will enact his justice, and it will have its due. So it is that sleet happens. And we should be grateful if that's all the further it gets today. Now thank God, thank God, that he has not left us alone in this poor, miserable condition. He is actively involving himself in his creation, bringing about his order of salvation for us men. One of the Cappadocian fathers that we're commemorating today, Basil the Great, uh, he observes this. God, our Savior, planned to recall man from the fall. Man's disobedience separated him from God's household. But God wished to bring him back. And this is why Christ took flesh and accomplished everything described in the Gospels, things in the body, like his sufferings, his cross, the tomb, the resurrection, so that man might be saved. Now, it was at the Annunciation of our Lord that he took on our human 
uh, nature. And at his birth at Christmas time, that's when it was first revealed to our eyes to bear witness that he had united our human nature to himself. But today's gospel, at the baptism of our Lord, something else is revealed. God the Father rips open the heavens. Mark uses a very violent word for, the, for how this works. To speak once more. The Spirit descends, just like at creation. And the Son further reveals how he intends to use this created material as a means of grace. His salvation doesn't exclude the created order. It includes it and restores it. So it is that God binds himself and his promise to water, water as a means of grace, to bread and wine. He binds himself to, the, uh, to work through the speaking of fallible, unworthy men who can't even untie sandals or finish a complete sentence. How can that be? How could water do such great things? Well, water will do whatever the Lord God tells it to do when he unites his word and his command, his promise to it. The fifth day of creation, God told the waters to teem with fish and creatures of the deep, and it was so. Or the conquest of Canaan, when the feet of the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord set foot in the river Jordan, the water drew back at God's command and set itself up in a heap far away so that the people of God could pass through on dry ground. When the incarnate Son of God set his, the soles of his feet in the river Jordan to be baptized, he thereby sanctified and blessed all water to be used in holy baptism. He binds his holy, crucified, and risen humanity to that water by his word of promise the means by which his atoning death on the cross, his glorious rising again, is delivered to you. There's hope for that snow and sleet yet. It might thaw and turn into baptism. And Christ takes into himself the condemnation, the entropy and death and the filth of our sin, the terrible uh, corruption of, uh, of nature that our human race has brought upon the world. And he exchanges all that for his pure and holy humanity and life. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And so when that very material, the very physical water of holy baptism was applied to your very material, physical body, it carried a promise sanctification and renewal, restoration, regeneration. The life-giving effects of Christ's atonement were bestowed upon you. You are forgiven, and because of that, there is new creation. Though you die, yet shall you live, because Jesus lives, and you're baptized into him. This washing is no mere act of obedience. It is God's action, his working. It's showing his activity in renewing all the created orders. So don't lose heart when the sleet and the rain fall. Again, Basil the Great observes the, the, the many effects of baptism. Through the Holy Spirit comes 
our restoration to paradise, our ascension to the kingdom of heaven, our adoption as God's sons, our freedom to call God Father, our becoming partakers of the grace of Christ, being called children of light, sharing in eternal glory, and in a word, our inheritance, in the fullness of blessing, both in this world and the world to come. Even while we wait for the full enjoyment of the good things in store for us, by the Holy Spirit we are able to rejoice through faith in the promise. Resurrection of the body to life everlasting doesn't make us uh, uh, floating on clouds. There is a new heaven and a new earth for your new resurrected body. So please drive safely and watch out for the slippery ice. But don't let all of that fog get to you. You don't need to escape from the world or become something else or run away into dissipation or cares. There is so much better in store for you and your body. The resurrection to life everlasting and the new creation by the author of life himself. Look to the humble means of grace, very physical things, human scale interventions. These things are trustworthy and sure to renew and sanctify you to restore your humanity. You know the, what you're worried about being broken? Look to the humble means of grace that God has united his promise to. In this, you may boldly face temptation's hour in a life of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. You are the baptized. You are being made new by the blood of Christ. You've been marked with his holy humanity and are being renewed by his, the work of his Holy Spirit. Because of that, you have a share in the inheritance of life. In the name of Jesus, amen. Friends in Christ, I urge you all to lift up your hearts to God and pray with me as Christ our Lord has taught and freely promised to hear us. God, our Father in heaven, look with mercy on us, your needy children on earth, and grant us grace <clears throat> that your holy name be hallowed by us and all the world through the pure and true teaching of your word and the fervent love shown forth in our lives. Graciously turn from us all false doctrine and evil living, whereby your precious name is blasphemed and profaned. Lord, in your mercy, <clears throat> may your kingdom come to us and expand. Bring all transgressors and those who are blinded and bound in the devil's kingdom to know Jesus Christ, your Son, by faith, that the number of Christians may be increased. Lord, in your mercy, Strengthen us by your Spirit according to your will, both in life and in death, in the midst of both good and evil things, that our own wills may be crucified daily and sacrificed to your good and gracious will. In your merciful hands we commend all who are in need, praying for them at all times. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our <clears throat> grant us our daily bread, 
Preserve us from greed and selfish cares, and help us trust in you to provide for all our needs. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Forgive us our sins, as we also forgive those who sin against us, so that our hearts may be at peace and may rejoice in a good conscience before you, and that no sin may ever frighten or alarm us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Lead us not into temptation, O Lord, but help us by your Spirit to subdue our flesh, to turn from the world and its ways, and to overcome the devil with all his wiles. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. And lastly, O Heavenly Father, deliver us from all evil of both body and soul, now and forever. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We trust, O Christ, in your great mercy to hear us and answer us. Through our Lord Christ we pray. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and at all places give thanks to you, O Lord our God, King of all creation. For you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Grant us your spirit, gracious Father, that we may give heed to the testament of your Son in true faith, and above all, firmly take to heart the words with which Christ gives to us his body and, his, and blood for our forgiveness. By your grace, lead us to remember and give thanks for the boundless love which he manifested to us, 
when by pouring out his precious blood, he saved us from your righteous wrath and from sin, death, and hell. Grant that we may receive the bread and wine, that is, his body and blood, as a gift, guarantee, and pledge of his salvation. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of our Lord, and Savior Jesus Christ. At his command and with his own words, we receive his testament. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me.
true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith unto everlasting life. Depart in peace. Amen. Let us pray. O God, the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament, and we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.